Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. A lot of good football coming up this weekend, folks. If you want to place some bets, head on over to betonline.ag. They have the best odds, lines, and props. Great contests. New updated website. Check them out, betonline.ag. And, of course, we got a deal for you. If you head on over there, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. That'll get you a 50% welcome bonus. They have pro and college hoops, NHL, NFL, boxing, UFC, and Kyle, those Vegas casino games. You can play them there at betonline.ag. What's up, man? Happy, uh, happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Congratulations on getting the day right twice in the intro today. I know that was uh, that was not our finest moment yesterday on the pod. Did you see me like Cam Newton before we started? You know how like Cam no, Newton's I first didn't. play of the game, it's like this very like, what is he doing? He's finding like uh, his zen place or something. And before we started, I did that. And I told myself it was Wednesday and I got it right. Nailed ready. I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm ready to rumble, man. <laughs> probably going to be some good rumbles here because I think Chris and I are going to butt heads on a couple of college football takes. We have the latest college football rankings to look upon. There's been some crazy stuff going in the college football coaching carousel. So it's like it's a lot to talk about here in the in the landscape of college football. Um, Shuby, get us started. Like, where do you want to go first? Well, what do you want to? T- I mean, do you want to bicker right away, or do you want to save that for the end of the show? Do we want? No, to let's get it? let's get right into it. Let's talk. Let's talk about Lincoln Riley. Okay, head coach of uh, Southern Cal, the Trojans, not the Sooners, not the Sooners. Um, I can't help but my initial reaction to this being, my guy wants to get ahead of having to go to the SEC, and. Goes over to the Pac-12, which I think we can all agree is a pretty wide-open conference, right? Like, you can quickly take over one of those more prestigious programs and feel like you can sit atop that Pac-12 for a while and you can kind of Clemson it, you know what I mean? Like, just win because there's nobody else good in your conference. And, and I feel like Lincoln Riley has positioned himself well to do that. Now, look, credit to him. He's, he's going to make a ton of money. It's going to be great for his family. Um, I don't blame him, right? Like, I don't. If people want to make decisions with their profession that they feel will position themselves to be in a better spot and have a better quality of life and it'll be best for the family, like I'm never going to criticize another human being for doing that. However, this smells a little bit like I don't want to go to the SEC. Can you blame him? I wouldn't want to go to the SEC if I was Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma. Scared to, scared to compete. He wanted nothing to do with it in the first place, apparently. They made the decision without consulting him in the first place, according to the reports. Well, the, head, the, the head coach of the team should not be able to have input on what conference you play in. You don't have that kind of clout, and you can leave at moments notice, as evidenced by what he did. So I don't blame Oklahoma for not asking him. Sure, then that's fine. 
But then Oklahoma and everybody involved with Oklahoma can't be surprised when he goes, you know what? You're going this way. I'm going to go another way. You can do that. You can well, keep him out of you can keep him out of the decision making, and that's your prerogative. But then you can't all yeah. of a sudden then be mad at him when he goes, "Well, I don't like your decision. I'm going to jet to a better situation for me and my family." So what if this is a fascinating angle that I hadn't considered? Do what if Lincoln Riley? What if they went to Lincoln Riley and said, "Hey, we really like to go to the SEC. You signing off on this?" And he's like, "No, no." And then he would say, and "You're like, oh, okay, We're okay. Well, then I'm going to leave." Like, is that a real conversation that could have happened? No, but 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 again, this is my frustration is with Oklahoma fans and people around the program who think Lincoln Riley is the devil for choosing to leave to go to USC. Mm. That's the issue I have with it. Don't act all surprised that he jetted to another situation. Yeah, USC is a job that doesn't well, open was, up very it? often. What was the phrasing that he used with when he was asked about the LSU job? I'm not going to be the coach of LSU not next the question next or something LSU. like that. Yeah, yeah. Very dismissive. And that was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then good good for him for using appropriate phrasing because phrasing, as we know, is very important. Um, but what about – what's this about is his cornerbacks coach or whatever that was doing recruiting visits and then flipped – to Oklahoma or to flip to USC with Lincoln, like within 24 hours of taking visits to recruits for, did you see this? So I, I, I do some think big hubbub about this. Yeah. There's definitely some, some weird stuff going on here because if anybody believes Lincoln Riley, when he tells, I think he told Scott Van Pelt this, that, that they, his first contact with USC was like Sunday morning. And then they got everything done within a couple of hours. You are gullible. If you believe right. anything about that, they have been working on this for months. Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma has been in the works for a long time. Now, I don't know if it was always to USC. I think LSU was potentially on the table because there's a lot of noise coming out that he might have taken that job. But again, doesn't appear like he wanted anything to do with the with the SEC and took the first opportunity to go to someplace else. But this has been in the works well, that's for not, That's months. not true. That's not true because they said they said that Lincoln pulled out at the last minute from LSU had been in contact with vendors to do and announce Lincoln as the coach, and he pulled out at the minute. So you can't say he doesn't want anything this, to do with the catering, SEC if he was that close. The, this catering ordeal? I saw this story, I think, on Monday yes. morning that they had caterers ready for Lincoln Riley, and then he uh, – it's it's a very – this is – have we had a story like this in the in the coaching carousel in a long time? This is amazing to me. Not, not in a little bit, and this doesn't even get into the, the, the Brian Kelly stuff. <laughs> So one thing that really stands out about both the Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly decisions is some of the some of the responses to it where there's always going to be this group of people that gets gets pissed off about coaches quitting on teams and leaving programs like all right first of all people change jobs all the time right like you only care because it's a football team right that you happen to root for that's the only reason you care if if the manager at uh the target switched over and, and left to go to um, Walmart, you, you wouldn't care. All right. So that let's acknowledge what that is. But secondly, everybody always takes exception with how the players are informed. And I got my palms up wondering what are they supposed to do? 
Joe, this is a fantastic point because I don't – again, Brian Kelly didn't choose to leak the news the way that it leaked that he right. was leaving to LSU. He was on a plane to go to Notre Dame to have a conversation with the players and to talk to them about this, right? He was there to talk with them, and it got leaked ahead of time. So yeah. then everybody judges him for he only talked to the players for a couple of minutes. What do you want him to say? He's chosen to leave. Mm-hmm. The only thing he can do is say that he's leaving – Tell the players, listen, these are the people that are in charge now. These are the people that you're listening to and to move on. It's awkward for everybody. And then, I, I, you know, there are people like, oh, why didn't he stay through the end of the season? Well, one, if he stays through the through the end of the season, through bowl season, maybe he's not the LSU head coach. And you can't pass opportunities up like that. Right. And secondly, recruiting window. Yep. And secondly, even if he took the LSU job and said, I want to stay on and coach through the bowl game. Do you think those players are going to respect him? Do you think they're going to listen to him? Right. He's going to lose the room. The, the, right. There's no winning in this situation, and everybody has to understand that. There is no magical way that everybody's happy that Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to go to LSU. Somebody's going to be upset, and that's just the way it works. Right. But it seems like it's it, such an it, obvious thing for us to point out, like we're reasonable people here. But at large, there's always this loud group of people that get so pissed about – I guess the theater that goes into all of this. Did did we see his four minute address to the team was leaked this morning? No, I haven't I haven't seen I it. Did not see that. No, I have also not seen it. But PFF College Football has uh, tweeted the video from some account with the name Chief. Uh, the entire four minute goodbye address to the team. So perhaps there are some. <laughs> nuggets there that would be of interest for everybody if you were interested to hear what coach kelly had to say with his address that did happen with the team so you said he he said goodbye to the team just like you should say goodbye to dull gifts light box lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques they've cracked the science of sparkle creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price, only $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. And because of their process, they can create stones in bluish pink and beautiful blue and even that classic white. So check out Lightbox lab-grown diamonds. They are the gift that they'll never want to take off in priced, so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. So one of the interesting things that's that's come out through all of these these uh, coaching shifts, particularly the Brian Kelly, is um, everyone's being reminded that he's always been an asshole, right? Like <laughs> that's the thing, right? Like right. you listen, right. you listen, anybody's followed Brian Kelly for the last 10 years or however long he's been at Notre Dame knows that this guy's kind of an ass, right? He was and everyone's going to be surprised that, now. That- he was in hot water for that execution joke, which was in poor taste because he was trying to quote some some long time saying and uh, butchered it. And it came out like really bad. And it was just, like he was just in hot water this past year. And like it seems like every year he's in trouble for something. And there are varying degrees of severity in which there's been transgressions with Brian Kelly. And uh, I, I thought that the story that came out about Robert Sala and um, yeah. who was the other one? Was it LaFleur? It was Matt yeah, LaFleur. it was Matt LaFleur. Yeah. They, were G, they were GAs working for him, and he invited him over to a party, and <laughs> instead of being there at the party, he had him shovel snow and then uh, 
uh, drive people's cars in and out to get them picked up. <laughs> it's like, holy cow, man. Like, hey, jokes yeah, on. this is, this has been a thing for, for a bit now, hasn't it? Jokes on everyone else, man. Those guys became NFL head coaches, you know? So, um, it was, you know, the thing about Brian Kelly is I think about all the comments that he's made about prospects or, or you know, his players that declare early for the draft that he doesn't agree with that decision. He'll tell you exactly how he feels, tell you exactly how he feels about how they're not ready to play in the NFL. And on right. one hand, I appreciate the honesty, but on the other hand, it's like, man, I'm a little surprised that you're using this type of language to uh, describe one of your former players that, you know, their success in the NFL would mean a lot for you and your program. So. Right. He's kind of always been this way, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So the uh, Brian Kelly goes to LSU, LSU, SEC. LSU is not in the SEC championship game this year, but Georgia and Alabama are. Ooh. And we'll be there. We'll be there for the SEC championship game. What is better than guys being dudes on the road? The Draft Network and Bud Light Seltzer are bringing the party to the SEC championship game in Atlanta, Georgia on December 4th. That's this Saturday. We'd love to see you there. The Draft Dudes, that's us, the TDN team. We'll all be hanging out, playing games, giving away swag and enjoying Bud Light Seltzers right across the street from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the CSX lot ahead of the 2021 SEC title game. Come on out and join us for an afternoon full of fun and football with the Draft Network and Bud Light Seltzer in Atlanta. Hey, Joe. Hey, man. Can we argue about the college football playoff, or is that not allowed today on Wednesday? You, you have exceptions with the college football I, I, I'm very nervous. I'm very, very nervous. I think, the, I think the committee is setting up for what I have warned everybody all year long about. So let's recap the top six here. Georgia's so one. Yep. Michigan, Michigan two. two. Alabama. Alabama three. Alabama three. Cincinnati, Cincinnati four. Cincinnati four. Oklahoma State five. Notre Dame six. What's your concern? If Oklahoma State wins, they will hop Cincinnati. So a win over Baylor is That's, enough in a conference championship game versus Cincinnati plays. I don't even know. I don't even know. I, 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 Chris, something. I, I, I probably should you, know it's this. Houston. But it's Houston. It's Houston. It's a ranked Houston, Houston team. team. It's a yeah. ranked Houston team. So both are God, ranked. If they win. do that and Cincinnati gets a ranked top 25 win, what a dumpster. Ranked in the playoff rankings. Yeah, they're 16th in the playoff rankings. Oh, they can't do it. I think if Cincinnati wins think, the game. You, you, because Baylor's ninth. You can't possibly on, say that. <clears throat> so, all right, Houston hope is twenty first to watch the war. I I tend to feel like the the best way for. Oklahoma State to get in is an Alabama loss, right? There, do we envision a two-loss Alabama sticking in this thing? Joe, I, I will tell you this right now. If that game is close, it's fourth quarter, final possession, or it's overtime, Alabama could get in with two losses. With an Oklahoma State win. And Notre Dame, obviously, their resume is complete. They're not doing anything more or less this year. Mm-hmm. 
So you have a you have multiple paths for Cincinnati to bump out. Is that I, what I'm interpreting from you? Yes, I think I think Gary Barda and the committee are setting up Cincinnati to be bounced out. I kind of hope it happens just to watch the world burn, but at the sure, same time, it would not be pain. fair to it would not be fair to Cincinnati. And I think we can say that because if you were never going to intend to put them in, then why did you put them forth in the first place just to yank the rug out from underneath them after they presumably win their conference championship game against another ranked team? Right. So it would be my contention here that you kept them lower than they should have been when we started this process, right? And I and I yelled and I screamed the entire time. Then, because of what they did and because of what other teams did, they got themselves into one of those four spots. They moved their, their, their way up. As Joe said, it worked out the way it should have worked out. It all takes care of itself in the end, right? And so then... If they, if they, while they're in one of the spots, beat a ranked top 25 team, again, the committee put Houston as a top 25 football team. If they beat Houston, I, I, I just would ask what more can they possibly do in the committee's eyes? The answer is nothing. That's nothing. the answer. So win every game by 50 points. Pretty critical moment here. Like it, it's, this is the, this is that moment where it's like, if they go out and win that football game and you don't put them in, then you've you've literally said a non-Power 5 team cannot be in here, right? Like, it can't happen. Right. If this year, if Cincinnati runs the table and has the win over Notre Dame, has the win over SMU, would have beaten Houston in the conference championship game, those three wins, if that resume, along with being undefeated, along with being one of the defensive best defensive teams in the country, if that resume does not get them in, then it's not going to happen for anybody. Correct. So what's interesting is if we kind of marry our first conversation about coaching vacancies in the college football playoffs, what if Luke Fickle is the guy for Notre Dame? He's got to coach the playoffs, right? It's going to put him out through December. Well, you heard what Gary Barta said, that they haven't considered Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame as a, as a knock against them yet, but it is one of their factors right. – yeah. Which is, by the way, which, by the way, ridiculous. Your coach leaves and now all of a sudden you're not good enough to make the college football playoff despite what you did the entire year. That's that's dumb to me. And Notre Dame has a path here, right? Like if Michigan loses to Iowa, not that crazy. If Alabama loses to Georgia, not that crazy. If Cincinnati if loses to Houston, not that crazy. Like if any two of those things happen, they're in, right? Well, Joe, if Oklahoma State loses to Baylor, they probably already slide up to five and are probably the first team right. in contention if Michigan or Alabama loses. If, if and the then you need, you need a, put a two-loss Alabama in. And then you need a bet. I think you would need the Michigan loss to Iowa. I think the Michigan loss to Iowa would be enough to drop them out. I mean, somebody put on Twitter this morning, I can't remember who, but it was a good take. Every Mike Tyson gets Buster Douglas, right? Like, we're not talking about crazy stuff that, that can't happen, right? Like, there's a right. – at least a puncher's chance of some of that stuff going down that positions Notre Dame to be like, all right, I guess, I guess you're in. Oh, and the most, sim- the most simple way that the most simple way that, that uh, Notre Dame gets in is if Oklahoma state loses to Baylor and Cincinnati loses to Houston. Yeah. Not crazy. And like, there's a, should be a very reasonable chance that both of those right. things do happen. But the committee's telling us that they probably would knock Notre Dame for that, for not having Brian. Yeah, Kelly. but but if those other two teams lost, who's behind Notre Dame? Who's at seven? Are you going to go Ole all Miss, the way right? to the well? Or you, 
seven. <laughs> if it's Ole Miss, you seven can't do it. Is a two loss Ohio State team. Ohio State, yeah, that's right. And Ole Miss is eight. Ole Miss is eight. Yeah. Now Baylor's nine. So in our scenario, if Baylor beats Oklahoma State, do you put in a two loss conference championship team over a two loss Ole nine. Miss, a two loss Ohio State? I don't know. They can't. They can't. They can't go from nine up to four and jump one loss teams because of semantics. It can't happen. So, Chris, as somebody who's advocated for the expansion of the college football, is we're kind of on the, the doorstep of this being complete, right? Does it strengthen your desire for the new format, or are you kind of thinking maybe there's not that many teams that should be in the tournament? No, I, I, expansion absolutely needs to be on the table because just because this year might potentially work out with the way that I want it to in terms of the team that I think deserves to be in in Cincinnati getting in, that doesn't change all of the other mistakes that they have made with Power 5 teams. Like, th- they have just absolutely done done dirty the Big 12 at times in this process. So just to make it simple, go to at least eight. If you're in a Power 5 conference, you win your conference championship, you're in. And then seed them accordingly. So in a year where maybe the Pac-12 is not very good, seed that team accordingly, even though they won their conference championship. I think it's a very easy way to do this, and I'm still pro-expansion. I would go more than eight, but I think eight is a nice place. 12, I mean, isn't 12 what's on the table? That's a lot bigger than eight. 12 would work for me. I would like 12. Because it's the five conferences, three at large bids. And how do you get the other uh, a group of six I think guaranteed? I, I think, yeah, I think it's five at large. It, well, it's the five conferences. It's the highest rated group of six team gives you Got six. It. And then I think it's six at larges would be the format. Okay. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I'm here for that. Until we have a year where Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina are both undefeated. Well, I guess maybe they could both get in in that scenario. Correct. They're not cannibalizing each other because one of them will get the automatic spot and then the other one is in the mix for one of the six at-larges. But then it's like – kind of takes some of the – takes like think about so if this were in that scenario, Ohio State's probably going to be in the playoff, right? And meanwhile, Michigan friggin' beat them. And then Ohio State can beat them in the playoff. And they advance. Like, I don't know. To me, it takes so much of the emphasis off of the regular season in a lot of ways. Wasn't this – didn't you and I have a tiff two years ago about Georgia making it as the fourth, fourth seed when they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game? And my whole argument was your playoff game was the SEC championship game. Yeah, I think, I think that was a point in time – yeah, it, it, that was a point in time in my life where I, I think I had a very, 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 very heavy SEC bias. Um, so because I've moved off of that a little bit, I think I've opened my mind a little bit. Maybe other people can learn from that. Welcome. Yeah. I just wanted SEC in there all the time. That's all I wanted. Right. Yeah, you and the, you and the college football playoff committee. You, yeah. should, you, should, you, should submit your, you should submit your resume, Joe. More. Maybe you can be on the yeah, committee next year. We've been through a journey with Kyle's hair on this podcast, haven't we? Today, like, what <laughs> we have. what has happened? It's I so I got out of the shower before we we hopped on. Yeah, and it's just like air drying wet, and like when it gets dry, it's very billowy. So it's like it's half damp, half dry, half wet, and it's just it's all over the place right now. So Do you I blow dry it. Would that be helpful? 
Uh, if I had a blow dryer, I oh. would blow dry it, um, but I do not own a blow dryer. Um, wife doesn't. I'm not have sure a my wife dryer? has one somewhere, and yeah. I, I don't know where it would be. I think mine has uh, about I'm, six of them. Different, haven't different. had hair for a really long time, and now I do, and I got the whole process has to be adjusted, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, what a great note for us to go out on on a Wednesday. But that's where we are going to go ahead and put a button on this thing. So we appreciate everybody tuning in for uh, a little bit of odds and ends, a little bit of water cooler Wednesday throwback. A couple of years when Joe and I used to shoot the breeze on Wednesdays here on the podcast, and a little bit of a, a free for all vibe, but focused on college football and there's there's been some pretty monumental news so we thought it was important for for us to take a little time and then share our thoughts on it we appreciate you guys stopping by and listening we hope you continue to hit subscribe on the podcast and follow along listen this weekend atlanta if you're in town draft dudes bud light seltzer tailgate sec championship game don't miss it we kindly ask you as well. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.